Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Expertise Podcast. I'm your host, Roland Martin, and I hope that today's conversation will expand your knowledge. Today I welcome Anthony Martin to the show. Anthony is my cousin, and though four years younger than me, we spent a lot of time as kids playing together. It didn't surprise me then that, as an adult, Anthony has become an excellent athlete and is focused on developing his fitness. To finish my intro of Anthony, I will tell a story that I think describes Anthony well. A few years ago, I was getting back into running and had signed up for a local 5K race. I invited Anthony to run it with me, and he accepted, even though he had run a marathon the week before. He happened to be wearing his shirt from the marathon as we lined up at the starting line, and a runner on the other side of Anthony asked him if he had done the half or full marathon. When Anthony answered with the full, the other runner commented that he would like to do a marathon sometime, but was going to wait until he was older and had more experience. Anthony, who was 18 at the time, leaned over to me and muttered, I'm not sure what age has to do with it, you just have to put in the work. I have a lot to learn from Anthony about fitness, and I really enjoyed this upcoming conversation. I hope that you will enjoy it and learn from his expertise. Welcome, Anthony, to Everyday Expertise. It's really good to have you here. Thank you, sir. It's an honor to be here and excited about this conversation we're about to have. Great. So tell me, what uh, keeps you busy currently? Yeah, so right now I am working at Martin's Family Food Farm. I work as a, in sales there as kind of an account manager for some of the Apple accounts. Um, so I just focus on fresh apples. Um, there'd be a few of us in sales there, um, but my main focus would be on apples and selling them into retailers. So. Excellent. Yeah, so good for you for um, working in the family business yeah. there. I've had a, <laughs> One of the few cousins that yeah. I've stayed in. <laughs> yeah, so I've... Uh, I've had my dad and my uncle on the podcast ready, so we've heard some things about different aspects of the business. So that's that's great that that you're involved there. What's your favorite part of of working the Apple business? Um, I'd say probably probably getting to work with work with family. Nice, um, yeah. Especially with my brother and um, Kev and Logan, um, it's fun to get to be around there every day and learn from them. So I'd say that's a that's one of the best things about being there. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, and you're actually my, the, the first guest that, um, I've having on that we're not going to focus specifically, um, in this conversation on what your, your main work or your main career is at this point, which is probably a good thing considering you've already talked to Kevin. Yeah, Ken. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, um, no, I'm excited about hearing some of, I don't know if you call them hobbies or other interests that, um, that you're currently involved in. Um, but yeah, I'd like to, we're going to talk about some of the ways that you stay fit, some of the sports that you're involved in that kind of thing. So tell me what, uh, what are some of the, the main fitness things that, that you do? Yeah. So I would, uh, right now, um, work out at a CrossFit gym or CrossFit is the type of exercise I would do. Um, growing up, I'd have really been into running. I did lots of running okay. and kind of just playing sports mm-hmm. was really the main way I stayed active. And then I guess it's been three years now. Um, I heard about Kirby's gym and um, started doing that, and just um, really loved how he he ran the gym and um, kind of the workouts that we did. So working out there is is what I have been doing. And then obviously during quarantine, 
all the gyms were shut down. So right. Me and my roommates and Trent, my brother, we started up our own little garage gym. So got some equipment in there and hauled it into the gym. So we did that for the four months of um, corn or when everything was when, shut yeah, down. Yeah, it was closed down so there. That yeah. was fun getting the workout in the gym there. Nice. But it's good to be back in. Okay, so yeah. you're open. The CrossFit yeah, so gym we, is open we've again? we've been open the last two weeks again. Okay, so excellent. So obviously some restrictions in there. Yeah. But, uh, but it's, it's honestly, it feels pretty normal after being in there a few weeks. So Okay. Yeah, you kind of get used to the, to the new routine and things like that. Is that, is that what yeah. you can find? Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't like the the word new normal or whatever, but it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of what it's like. Yeah, after a few weeks, it's like, oh, okay. It's amazing right, this, how... This is how things are. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, you, you use the term new normal and it's become cliched, but it is true because after, after a few weeks of those new things, whether it's the way church is being done now or how we shop or... Um, wearing masks um, in public, that kind of thing. It's uh, it it you quickly get used to it, even if you don't prefer it that way or like the way things are. So yeah, I know what you're saying there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll probably. I'd. I don't know much about CrossFit. I've heard the term thrown around. I'm a lot in the in the last few years. So I think a little later I'll have some more specific yeah. questions for Thank you, you and um, things like that. Um. Do you have other um sports hobbies that you participate in? Yeah, so now, um, now the main one I would play would be golf. I, I mm-hmm. golf a lot in the summer, um, and then just kind of that's the kind of sport I take most seriously. And okay, the other yep. is just kind of um, baseball, hockey, kind of all that stuff, just a little yep. bit here and there. But golf is something that I got into at a pretty young age. Um, but Kevin, that kind of got me into, it. and I think just it was the idea of there was just oh, I always saw ways like oh, I can do this a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Just very quantifiable your improvements or yeah um you could see small things you were getting better at so that was very much a an attraction for me and then ended up so i ended up going to school for it was for a business degree but it was also we took a lot of electives in the business of golf okay like how a golf operation is run and then ended up working at a golf course for the two summers i was in school and so i always thought it might be a dream of mine to or it always was to work at a golf course, and I okay. thought that might be a, a long-term thing that I did. Yeah. Ultimately, it wasn't wasn't quite what I was looking for. Okay. Um, but I was very, I mean, it was a really good experience. I definitely yeah. wouldn't wouldn't change that experience. So, I mean, as a as a young kid getting to work at a golf course and golf every day, there it's tough to beat that. So <laughs> yeah, it's a, it a pretty good before, gig. Before before too many responsibilities come into life. But yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Have you uh, have you seen benefits in your current job from from the experiences that you got working at the golf course or kind of being involved in that? Yeah, I'd say certainly. So I, th- I mean, very much of the golf course is very people. Like it's just all about. Right. It's a very much a service industry and getting to just making sure people are taken care of. So I guess just learning. Yeah. Just good practical people skills is maybe the most important thing there. Yeah. Nice. How often do you get out on the on the course? Um, Probably right now a couple times a week. Okay. So for sure, for sure, two times a week, and then, um, kind of it ebbs and flows a little bit. There's some you get in the summer and you're like, all right, I'm out here five days a week, and then other times you kind of take a take a week or two off. But it's yeah. pretty pretty constant. Yeah. Nice. Do you uh are you always like out there playing a, a game like keeping track of your score, playing nine or eighteen holes, or do you go out and just work on a certain aspect of your game some too? Um. When I was like a few, when I was younger, a little bit, like I'd go out there and go out by myself and like 
really work on things. Mm-hmm. Now I don't I don't play golf as much by myself. So I'll okay, right, usually yeah. go with buddies or yeah, Kevin Denver and just mess around yeah. with stuff. But always, I mean, always keeping we're always playing some game against each other. Or okay, have yeah. something on the line. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious if um, and this is I guess. Growing up together, to uh, to some degree, we played a lot together, and um, your brother Trent and my brother Ricky, the four of us, would uh, would have a lot of fun um, making dev- uh, kind of taking any sport and changing it so that it could be played with, with four people, even if it's a larger team sport. Um, so I've always kind of considered that, um, or always just perceived that that you really enjoy sports that's one of your your passions um so do you know where that interest developed do you know do you remember kind of how that's been or is it just something that's that's always been the case for you i i I, as soon as like you said we were gonna or do this this was that was like one of the first thoughts i was like oh i wonder if we'll talk about all all our kind of made up sports sports, honestly I, i like i would i would credit a lot that uh to you and to like my like you Logan mm-hmm. older cousins that would as a younger cousin I would kind of just follow you guys and what we were doing like whether it was our our game of cricket we'd play yeah <laughs> down the hall there and with whatever rules you you I I we kind of just trusted you and coming up with you would just tell us like all right this is what we're doing these are the rules we're using and then that's funny that you say that, that because <laughs> I think I just developed things as we like we'd probably start by kind of throwing a ball at each other and then um yeah it's probably often my suggestion but i'd say hey let's uh let's try this now and and then my memory is that usually the i had no idea how the game started they just kind of suddenly we were yeah. playing and it was kind of a, a natural evolution that that t- took us to to uh to the point like you say with i'm sure it was nothing like the actual game of cricket but, yeah. <laughs> but we we had a couple ideas in our mind of what it's like and kind of went from there so yeah and even the the two on two baseball we oh, play yeah. out there like if it went if it, i don't know these rules like if it went in the garden you couldn't hit it up the right side because if it went in the garden, i think if it landed in the garden it was an out yeah, yeah the right fielder was really good so it was, was got the ball, yeah. <laughs> exactly and it was funny i was just always it was automatically it was just me and you that's right. Yeah, team we teamed up. Yeah, Ricky and Trenton. So I was, I had always very great admirations when you'd hit a ball onto the house roof. I was like, oh man, someday, someday that'll be me. But I don't think we ever played baseball long enough for no, me to ever accomplish that. You got that. <laughs> uh-huh. No, those were always, always great. And so, kind of back to your original question, I think mm-hmm. that was what having, like, oh, we always did something competitive. Like it was always a competition against. People. So I think that's what kind of drove my interest in in sports and wanted to do things to be competitive. Mm-hmm. I think that was instilled at a very young age. Yeah, so. nice. So um, how did it continue to develop? Like, how did you kind of figure out what sports you enjoyed, what sports you wanted to focus on? Yeah, so even growing up too, like I'd play on baseball teams and soccer teams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean, I guess all I, I guess that was I don't know how I ultimately arrived to golf. Like golf was just it just kind of drew me in. I don't know. Maybe it was a it was that I could always do it on my own. Like I could always yeah work true. on it on my own. I didn't need mm-hmm. other people around to do to that. play so with. That, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that was a very attractive mm-hmm. part of it. 
Um, did you start in the the backyard or did you start by going to a course? And yeah, I, it would just been kind of chipping. I would go to the I maybe golf two or three times a year, and the rest would be just chipping. Around. Okay, yeah. Much to the dismay of my grandparents, <laughs> when I ultimately I, I did break a did break a window. Oh, you did. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's small small price to pay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, I think with. With yeah, I just that idea of that I could, I could, and I I guess I just saw it as like a long term thing. Like you see guys into their forties or fifties, like still really good at golf and mm-hmm. still getting better at golf. Yeah. Whereas like I feel like in a lot of sports you kind of, kind of reach your peak physical age or whatever, and that's kind of that's like when the best you were. Like if it was at hockey, right. or baseball, it's like. Yeah, like in golf, there's not as much of a physical ability limitation maybe yeah i don't i think and certainly i mean if you if you compare it to guys on the pga tour that yeah like it's a very like it's very it's more i'd say it's more of a physical game but like Mm -hmm. in our kind of recreational games like you can as long as you want it to work and practice you can always you can keep getting better yeah yeah long into life so i think that was a little bit of an attraction yeah to it yeah so you uh as you got into your upper teens and, and things like that. What were some of the other, um, so you were getting interested in golf. Um, what were some of the other interests that you had at that point? Yeah, I got, I got really into running and biking. Okay. For, for a while. Um, did you, were you doing races and things well, like that? I did, too? I did one marathon. Okay. Yeah. Back, back in 2013. Okay. Um, so that was a, that was a good experience. And I think, I, st- I still enjoy running. I don't I don't know if I I don't really necessarily enjoy long distance running like that. And okay. maybe yeah. later on in li- like I would like to I still have aspirations of it'd be fun to do an Ironman or Okay, yeah. Like, like some type of triathlons like that. Um I think what it got tough for me was just the idea of like it was such long long like time periods mm-hmm. of training whatever like if you're if you're biking you're going out for two or three hour bike ride or running you'd go for an hour or two hour run right yeah i mean to prepare for a marathon you're you have to have a few yeah. two and three hour training runs so i think that got point. i i i maybe that was kind of what i st- yeah i still enjoy running but i think that's what kind of maybe maybe switch my focus mm-hmm. on what kind of exercise i wanted to focus on so were you looking so, for a little more variation in, in yeah your... i think yeah a little bit and i i mean i was uh maybe just like even body um body type like i was like very like very skinny mm-hmm. like didn't have much muscle mass on or whatever so i was a i think that was a big part of it too is like if i keep running like this all the time like it's hard to build muscle yeah mm-hmm. um so that was kind of a see like yeah just challenge different types okay or different parts of the body or see what my nice. body was really capable of. so you you made a decision that you'd like to to build muscle to to work out your more your upper body and that kind of thing is that yeah just yeah because i'd always been like i'd always kind of just did exercise that was just cardio based right yeah and so just and I, I was like i was i was okay at that and it was good at that and it was comfortable um but what like and but I, so i yeah i just wanted to see what else mm-hmm. and it was, it was going to be like a challenge or it was going to be a, right, like something yeah. i wasn't going to be necessarily good at or but something that i could see if i did it like i knew i could see improvements fast yeah yeah so So did you join a gym or where did you kind of start with the 
so that I guess so, yeah so I, I guess that's when I would ultimately I so I I started going to just some like the whatever crunch gyms or just mm-hmm. gyms like that and that was hard for me to ever get into like I couldn't like I, I'd be I'd be trying to research my own yeah workout you're really on your or, own at one of those is that what you found yeah or, like yeah. you kind of just you have and which which is maybe okay for and I think that's what a lot of people this might not be true for everybody but a lot of people they they start going to those gyms and they get really excited about it and it's good and you're like enjoying figuring out what you want to do and then you kind of you get a couple months in and then you're like oh i don't i don't know what i'm like sick of the workouts i'm doing yeah um yeah you just having to spend a lot of time like researching on your own yep and so i think that was i think that was a draw to the my first draw to a crossfit gym is like oh i can go to this gym i can show up i can have a coach there that's gonna tell me exactly what i need to do they're gonna have the workouts planned for the day mm-hmm. they're gonna coach me properly they're gonna teach me how to lift properly how to lift safely and so i think and i just like being able to show up there and it's like all right this is what i'm doing mm-hmm. rather than having to think about it all day long okay when i get to the gym after work am i i'm gonna do this and but I'm, i don't know how many reps to do of it or right, how yeah. long to do it you don't even know if it's helping you necessarily yeah. if you're if you're doing it on your own like that so you found that it really takes the took the thinking out of it if you had help with that if you had yeah. someone um kind of guiding you um through that process. Yeah, and I think I think now like I enjoy that process of it like I mm-hmm. like when we had our garage gym like I really enjoy like putting workouts together and mm-hmm. thinking about like okay, if if we do these two exercises together how how is that going to benefit that or like if we did this yesterday like what's a good thing to do today? I I actually enjoy that part of it, but early on, like that was just, it felt too overwhelming to even think about, like, cause I didn't, I didn't know what, yeah. what movements to do or should I be doing this? You have or, tons more knowledge now, right? From, from doing it yeah. for a few years and that kind of thing. And, yeah. and the internet's the worst place to, I mean, you can find a lot of good workouts in there, but as soon as you find like something you should be doing, it's just as easy to find an article or video of somebody telling you, oh, you should never be doing this or whatever, like or you search on YouTube, like how to squat properly and somebody tells you to do it. And then you look at the next video and somebody's telling you completely the different way or whatever. So you and find, so, you find lots of contradictions on. Yeah. Or, and I think, I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, that's ultimately how a lot of fitness people make it is very like, like on it, like you or people that like do online fitness or whatever. Right. It's like very like contra, not controversial, but like very distinct, like ways of doing things not and it like their not, videos say this is the only way yeah, that you exactly. can make it. yeah yeah, yeah I know what and you so mean. like and there's not there's not just a hard line okay a way yep. of doing something right there's there's multiple ways of doing i mean ultimately if you like if you're doing a specific movement yes there's a there's a right way mm-hmm. to do it but there's not a right way to you know if you want to put on 15 pounds and like build muscle like there's not just there's not just a blueprint like okay, okay there's three things you do like there's there's different ways of doing that or whatever so if somebody's just saying like this is the only way it's like well no it's probably probably not the only there way. are other ways yeah. yeah and does it does it depend on a, like are there individual differences between people that will make different workouts better for someone or is there is there are there things that that work across the board yeah i, th- I mean i think there's things that work across the board i think everybody kind of has a different purpose 
mm-hmm. for wanting to go to the gym or being healthy or being active, whether it's just like, I just want to be able to, you know, play with my kids or I just want to be able to play sports or mm-hmm. I just want to, you know, lose a little bit of weight, whatever, right. whatever your reason that is. Um, so there's, there's things that can be tailored to okay. that. Yeah. Um, so, but there are principles that, that do hold true for, sure. for, for humans sure. in general. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's good. So just going back to kind of how you got into it, what, uh, do you remember what introduced you to CrossFit? Like how you first heard about it? Or you said that you were working out in a gym on your own. Do you, do you remember what's, how you realized that, okay, CrossFit would offer me some of those things that I'm missing? Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what kind of, I think it always, it had always been something I'd heard about or I'd had a few friends that did it. So I'd see it, Mm -hmm. like see videos on Instagram or see, so I, I knew kind of the idea of it mm-hmm. um but i also was very i was kind of, i mean i think as a lot of people are they're very intimidated by a crossfit gym oh, for totally. some reason yeah. yeah um which is it's just like it's the most backwards thing like it's yeah so which is which is too bad but so i, I guess that that idea of it was, was maybe like so i maybe thought about it for doing it for a year but it was kind of took me a year of convincing myself that mm-hmm. it'd be all right to finally do it and then you're in there for a week and you realize this is the least intimidating place <laughs> nice, in yeah. the world. So, so you did you basically sign up, decide to try it, and that, that's how you got going with yeah, it? So I, I yeah, so I think I signed up to do it for months, and I was just like, okay, let's had a month. It was a month in the summer before I was going back to school, so I was like, oh, I'll be around here Yep. for a month. Um, what's the worst thing that can happen? Nice. And then am I correct that you're – involved now like training and and running classes that yeah so i um for about the last two and a half years i've been okay um coaching so Mm -hmm. just that's very just very part-time i think i do three or four classes a week is that something you get paid for is that something you volunteer to do no i'd be i'd be a paid paid position nice yep um but it's just i found the thing i've enjoyed about it the most is just being able to stay connected with people Mm -hmm. at the gym and um, it's forced me to learn and grow and um, become more knowledgeable on some things. So it's it's given me a um, desire to like want to really learn, nice, learn yeah. more about it. And um, so, but it's it's been something I've really enjoyed doing and um, yeah. kind of put me out of my comfort zone a little bit. Okay, where as someone who didn't like it's it's a little bit intimidating in the beginning because there's you start coaching people that have been there for a lot longer than you. Oh, I see. That, okay. Yep. And that know more about it than you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found with, with coaching is it's ultimately just about caring about people mm-hmm. and just having a interest in people's or just having best people's best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. And that all, that, I mean, having, having knowledge helps, Yeah. but just caring about people makes you pretty, pretty decent coach nice and yeah it so goes a long way with yeah that. is it something that you learned on the job or have you done outside training and that kind of thing to to get so better at there's, it there's there's some out, outside training you have like just kind of initial stuff that you have to do um to do you have to have a certification of some kind yeah or? it's called a it's called level like a crossfit level one certification which okay. isn't i mean most people could go do it and pass it and have some so it's kind of just gives you a basic understanding of what it's what it's all about and what 
what CrossFit is really trying to get, like just at the base level, like what are we trying to establish mm-hmm. with people? And some just some basic movements of how to do it. Okay. And then, but I mean, most of the stuff I've learned has just been from watching Co- or Kirby coach mm-hmm. and kind of just see how he do how he does things mm-hmm. and kind of learning from him has been a big part of that. Okay, so is there kind of a, a ladder of of levels that you can move up? Yeah, or? you can continue to move like i think you go go all the way up to like a level four okay certification um it's it's a pretty expensive certification each time oh i see i see yeah and so i mean at this point it doesn't it wouldn't add that much value to like it's not something i need yeah um so just kind of continue to like learn yeah and i think i mean kirby would kind of say the same thing just i mean if if it's something you want to do but at the same time just just try to keep learning Mm mm-hmm as you go, that's probably the best. Yeah. Just experience. There are ways to, to learn besides besides doing a certification. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So you maybe have covered some of these um, things ready in this, in this next question. But um, what have you found for yourself has worked well to, to keep you in shape? So what are some of your preferred ways or, or things that you like to do? Yeah, I think... Um... Yeah, I mean, kind of as we talked about, just making the gym a, a daily thing, but also mm-hmm. just being involved in sports and playing sports and does a pretty good job at keeping me in shape. And then obviously eating, eating health, like eating quite healthy is, is also a big part of that. Yeah, so well. so maybe I'll just ask you about that there. Do you focus a lot on, on nutrition? So it... Um, I guess right now, like I don't, so there would have been a time or there'd been a time where I like very much counted, counted exactly what I was eating. Like okay. exactly, like I know how much, so we call it like macros you're eating, which mm-hmm. is like your protein, carbs, and fats. Okay. Like your, yep. your levels that you so should be getting. So you'd be like reading packages and. Yeah. So for about a month, or... I would, or like weigh your food and. Oh, okay. Uh, like it's... Know exactly what you're getting and exactly how many calories you get. And so now I. I feel that I got like a pretty good, I got, I eat kind of the same food right. on a weekly basis. Um, so I, I know what I, what I need or kind of, but I don't, I don't take it down to the exact number anymore. So I, I try to eat pretty, pretty clean, like throughout the week, like kind of not, not overly strict, but that's kind of like 90% good. And then, and then okay. on, the, yep. on the weekends, I maybe don't monitor it as much, but like I also, I also know kind of what I, what food I need to eat to, like I kind of eat to, to train, like be able to have enough energy to train. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not necessarily like a weight loss. Right. Diet, yeah. Like I'm not trying to restrict as much food that I'm eating. Cause you're um, working out enough that, that you, you need to make sure that you have enough fuel. To, yeah. To, to it, yeah. Food. And so it's, it's more how much can I eat? Like I'd say most times it's actually like, I'm, I'm not eating quite, quite enough for what, what like okay. or how many how many calories i'm burning throughout the day so i think that would be so just making sure i'm eating yeah eating enough food which i always people always laugh at they always because it's for for i guess a lot of people it's maybe be back the other way yeah. yeah well for sure yeah i think that that's the the general the general way people experience it no that's what you're talking about there um reminds me of conversation we had a couple of years ago i think it was before a baseball game or something like that that we were about to play um i was telling you about a d- 
disorder that I'd heard about that. Well, it's, it's first noticeable in, in young children, but it stays with them for the, I think their entire lives. And that's that, that most of us have a mechanism that, that tells our brains when we're full. So it's that sensation that we get, um, that you just feel full. I think most people can identify with what I'm talking about. And, um, some people are actually born with, with, I think it's genetic that they don't have that. And so their brain is never told or doesn't um, communicate somehow that, that, that mechanism of, of feeling full or that sensation of feeling full. And so they'll just eat. And so kids will get huge um, from that because they can't tell when they're supposed to stop, at least if they have enough access to food. So I was telling you about this. I don't know if you remembered or not. And, um, and you said something along the lines of, yeah, I'm trying to, to fight against that, <laughs> that, uh, that feeling of feeling full to make sure that I get enough, enough to eat. So at least at the time, so would that have been kind of in that time when you were yeah, first I, thinking about it or? Yeah, I, I, I think I, that very vaguely brings back memories. Yeah. And so, and I, I mean, maybe I guess my body might flip a switch at some point as I get older and maybe not like yeah burning quite as much, um, but but you're, you're one of those that, that burns quite a bit, I guess. Um, I was, no, the, the reason that I'm curious about, um, about nutrition is it's not something that I've paid attention to, um, much. I mean, besides like trying not to eat too much and that, that kind of thing, um, as far as, as trying to stay healthy, but in getting, so running a marathon last year and, um, and, trying to doing some training again this summer I've been doing to try to improve my time and and get better and I've never taken time to to look into what what would be the the best way to eat the best kind of nutrition to to do so it's something that that I'm kind of curious about is is how much I could actually improve performance and that kind of thing by eating correctly or eating better that kind of thing so I'm just to, to ask you about some of the things you said, what what do you mean by eating clean? Or you said something like ninety percent. Yeah, so eating clean. So I think I think the one the maybe the easiest thing for people to wrap their head around when it comes to whether you're whether you wanted to like I guess just ex- specifically for weight loss or weight gain is like there's a there's a certain amount of calories that you should be getting on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and like the simplest like whether that's whatever that number is like if that's 10 donuts or if that's like five pounds of broccoli like whatever that like so you're you're supposed to get let's say it's just x two thousand calories mm-hmm. and if you're wanting to lose weight but you're eating 2200 calories every day regardless of whether that's like really good whole food like you know chicken and rice like just really good high quality vegetables but you're still eating over your calories every day okay yep like you're not gonna like that's not gonna help you right mm-hmm. and so but it's also not so it's it's kind of that finding that balance of like okay i need to i know this number i need to hit like i need to be be sure be sure i'm below that okay yep. and so that's the first step and then kind of the second step is making sure okay of those calories that i am eating like how can i make that good food so like making mm-hmm. sure i'm getting protein make sure i'm getting um, some carbs and then getting, getting your vegetables in okay, as well yep. in that. So, but I think, so I think it's easy to kind of get your, 
that's so it's easy to think about like okay i want to make sure i'm eating really good foods right but if you're if you're also wanting to lose weight like you need to make sure like you can if you're eating 2000 calories over like it can be the best food in the world but like if you're still right. you can still be overeating okay on what so you you're should still be. getting too much yeah um I, I mean with with runners like i always just assume runners you guys are burning so many calories you just just stuff yourself with donuts all day long okay but, no um uh, but I mean, I guess. Well, that was like, actually my question. Is there like, is there foods that I could be eating that would give me better performance for the same amount of calories or, um, or does it not really, is that not make a huge difference in what you're eating? No, I'd, I'd say it certainly makes a difference. Like make, like if you're gonna, if you're going to be eating, like you're eating food, you might as well try to make it as good as possible. I mean, okay. at some point you just need, you just need food. Like yeah. you just need energy. If you're burning whatever X amount of calories on that run. Yeah. But yeah, certainly trying to make that as good as possible for you. Right. And I, and I think a lot of you just even like food you eat right after. Okay. Like you're working out like trying to make like your first food that you put in your body after working out, like try, like try to make that because that's what really what your body's going to use to recover. Right. And like, oh that's, yeah. So trying to make that. Okay. As good so as what's possible. something that, what's your favorite food after a workout? Try to just eat. If it's if it's in the afternoon or something, like just make sure it has lots of protein in it. So okay. chicken breast, sweet potatoes is okay. kind of a go-to for me. So you're you're eating like <laughs> I don't know if this is a good term for it, but real food versus like powder or something like that. Or well, I t- like I take protein. Okay, powder, so like, that's yeah. That's a so that's a, it's well, a good yeah. it's a good supplement. Yep. To work like because it's hard to, I mean, it, there's a lot of protein in a chicken breast, but it's at the same time it's hard, it's hard to eat enough. Okay. Like meat. I mean, mm-hmm. in a perfect world, it would be. It would all just be like whole food, right? Yeah. Versus using supplements, but they're all called they're called supplements for a reason. So a supplement, just, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, maybe this isn't. Maybe this is. I don't know if you think about this anymore, but do you still have to motivate yourself to work out to to go to the gym and that kind of thing? Yeah, so I I had seen I'd seen that on there, and I I was I was thinking about that, and I don't know. What, I think somebody told me earlier on, and I kind of just didn't really believe it, or kind of just brush it off. They said something about they didn't they don't like the idea of motivation because motivation comes and goes on a daily or weekly basis. Like there's there's mornings you wake up and like oh. I'd, nothing more I'd rather do than go for a run. Like <laughs> it's just true, perfect. Yeah. Then the next morning it's like, Oh, I have no desire to go for a run. And so there, and so in the beginning I was just like, Oh, I don't know if that's really true or if I don't really believe that. And now I, now I do like, I don't, I try not to think of it as having to be motivated mm-hmm. to go do something. It's just, just having it, trying to have it so ingrained that it's like, regardless of how I feel, when my alarm clock goes in the morning it's just i i'd made a decision the night before like i'm going to get up and go to the gym Mm -hmm. and so that's just what i'm going to do it's just a part of my day the idea of because i think i mean maybe for some days it's like oh i don't actually feel like going to work yeah but most people would say they they get up and they get up and go to work right and so it's not having to be motivated i guess to do that it's the it's just making it more a Con, it's just like okay this is just part of my day it's part of what i do it's the so routine just, of it yeah and it's maybe a is a habit a correct 
Yeah, I think I, th- I think it could be. I think it can be a habit, and even even on days where you're resting, like you know, it's supposed to be a rest day, and it's like that's a, it's not, and it's just it's so it's on those days you know I don't have to feel bad or like I don't okay I'm today I'm resting because I know Tuesday Wednesday Thursday this week I'm going for my runs or right. things like that. Rest is just kind of just a flaky like oh today I'm feeling good like I'm gonna go work out. Yeah, and tomorrow I'm like oh, I don't really, and so. That kind of is what I kind of combat that with. Because if I just relied on if I felt like it, I mean, it would just kind of be hit or miss if I... Right, yeah. No, that makes it. sense. Do you kind of have a, a planned schedule that you follow? Or how do you, like those rest days and things like that, how do you how do those fit in? Yeah, so I, I'm, like on a normal week, I just try to go mon- Monday through Saturday and then take sundays off okay if there was a day where i was maybe feeling a little sore the night before or something felt a little off i might like okay i'm okay to take a day in the middle of the week off and just rest up yeah maybe do something a little bit different but yeah it's kind of the normal so for what you were saying there about becoming like what you do or rather than needing motivation to do it i've so for me signing up for a a race i primarily do running is the, the way that i work out so signing up for a race and then having a plan that I follow in order to be ready for that. That's yeah. Like I said, I don't know if motivation is the right word, but that really keeps me um, on track with, with it. Just having that plan that I've committed to and discipline to, to stick with it. So I don't know if that's, yeah, that's how you would I, describe it or not. And but. I don't, I mean, I use the word, I use the word motivated mm-hmm. a lot in other things and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just not, like yeah it's it's creating it's motivated to, okay i'm motivated to set up a plan mm-hmm. and like that's going to be what i regardless of maybe how i feel some days or even if i'm feeling like the run yesterday just felt really slow like i don't really feel like going out tomorrow yeah but it's just knowing okay this is what i need to do to whatever the race is in two months from now like i need this is what i'm going to follow mm-hmm. and just trusting I guess people say trust the process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another classic cliche, but it's yep. it's really true, right? Like just trusting, like okay, I put this plan in place, mm-hmm. and just following it out and trusting that come race day, it's gonna it's gonna work, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, have you have you noticed benefits in being active? Like, um, I don't know if you know anything different, but um, but would you say that that there are benefits from you in in having an active lifestyle? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of just something I've always done, but even now being involved with the gym and seeing people come in there that maybe have never made fitness or working out or being active a priority Mm -hmm. in their life and just seeing that transformation and kind of just seeing how they, yeah, just seeing the improvement in quality of life is is something I like is a great part of being involved in the gym is getting to kind of, walk alongside people in that process as they like oh man this is this is great now that my body's feeling this and i can do mm-hmm. this and um so yeah i mean just in my in my own life i i think just what's what's exciting for me is just like okay i can or like learning new skills and like being able to now do this or just skills that i'm continuing to be able to learn and improve on because mm-hmm. i've or because I'm working out or staying active. And so, nice. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, so 
you um, maybe have some some ways of thinking about this because you're you're involved in a gym, but do you have suggestions or tips for how someone can become more active um, from from your experiences? Yeah, and I th- I think yeah, just our uh, kind of how we even talked about in the beginning. I think it's just it's making that initial decision to hard like i'm gonna i'm gonna and i'm gonna start whether i like i'm gonna start going for walks every day or i'm gonna start running or i'm gonna start you know just doing a 10 minute workout a day and just like starting something small and manageable Mm -hmm. and like no okay i'm gonna commit to and just it's something a little bit uncomfortable because in the beginning what what might be uncomfortable for you now is i mean in the beginning maybe like for some like you go for your whatever 10 20 kilometer runs but in the beginning just the idea of like going for a five minute run for some people like that's just like it's hard to wrap their head around that well i almost died in the first kilometer when i like went out for the first time and and really yeah (laughs) and (laughs) so out of shape (laughs) and so just just something like that so i think it's just it's identifying something and then making a conscious effort to like okay i'm gonna make myself uncomfortable for this i don't so just doing something that's like not your normal routine Mm -hmm. and starting to get out of your normal routine is kind of what kind of gets the snowball effect going with that and that that eventually kind of leads on down the road um and i kind of forget what your what your original question was but yeah just tips and and things like that but i'm here hearing you say that you don't necessarily have to sign up for a gym membership um in order to become more active, you can start walking 10 minutes a day or, or do something to, to make you a little bit more uncomfortable. Is that? Yeah. And I, and I think that might, as you kind of progress in that, that might lead to some of the things. And it, the great part about a CrossFit gym is that you get to do that with lots of other people. Yeah. And I mean, one of the best parts about a CrossFit gym is that there's, there's a, Hopefully I'm saying this the politically correct way, but there's, I mean, there's kids in there. There is like, there's teenage kids in there. There's elderly gentlemen in there mm-hmm. that there's ladies that are pregnant. There's guys that lift a gazillion amount of pounds there and they're all working out together and they're all doing okay. it together. Right. And so that, that idea of like, it doesn't, it's so transfer, like it, it's just so many different variations of, we can kind of be doing the same movements but you're you're doing it like this or i'm doing it in this way and so it it just doesn't there's just and so there's no there's no reason it's just it really is for every person it doesn't really matter what you're doing and like i always that was one of the first things i noticed when i walked in there i was like oh my goodness there's there's yeah i don't there's like okay 70 80 year old people in here doing this and then there's there's 14 year old kid in here and they're all kind of doing it together. Okay, so so, not... so just to, to stop you there, um, you are you are kind of messing up my perception of what I have at, of CrossFit. So I, <laughs> I thought it I thought it's like all people that work out like crazy and and um, and are are super fit. So maybe this is a good good time to ask you a little bit more. Like what what is CrossFit actually? So you've been describing some of the parts of it, but but it it is for everyone. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And so it would have been started as it started by this guy that just 
saw like working out could be done differently. He saw value in um, doing it in classes. And so the, the is that what it's all built around? Like every, every thing you do there is part of a group. Yeah. So okay. it'd, be, it'd be a very, like, it's always a class time. So the kind of going back to the beginning. So the, the definition of CrossFit is constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity across broad time, broad time and model domains. And so just the idea of like, it's always, it's always different movements. Um, but at, like kind of done at intense, like high, high heart rates. Okay. Um, and maybe in like some shorter to like kind of mid time domains. And so his, his whole idea was that, or I guess he, he kind of, he kind of experimented with other types of working out, but he just, he just found value in like having a group of people, um, kind of doing a f- bunch of different types of movements. And okay. so it kind of helped. There was always something different that you were doing there with that. And so kind of going back to your, what you were saying there. And, and so I think, I think that is maybe a perception that people have. And I, and I think ultimately it leads to once people start doing it for a while, like, I mean, that's just results. Like you do get people that are in, that are, that love working out and that yep. end up being very fit, right. As a result of mm-hmm. making it a part of their life. But it, it really is just like the most eclectic crowd of people. Yeah. That... So, so in a class are all different levels, ages, are they in the same class or are there different classes for? No. So everybody's, everybody's okay. in the same class. So and they're all doing the same thing. Yeah. So there, okay. it's very, it's very scalable in what you're doing. Oh, okay. So like for some, one example, like the push up. So, I mean, obviously you can, you can knock out a few push ups, um, yeah. but, and then for the next person though, I mean, the idea of doing a push up is not going to happen. And so you, so whether that would be like going off of a box or tables and just like, I mean, your body's not a parallel and just doing like a push up up against the wall okay. or, yep. um, even like the, I mean, obviously lifting weights, like is very, like you can just kind of, you can have small weights. Yeah. 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 But it's, and so the, the beauty of that is that somebody who's been in there 10 years, you've been doing the workout and that person is just dead on the floor hurting. They had, they worked, they had a great workout, Mm -hmm. got their heart rate up super high. This person who came in for the first time maybe did like 1% of the amount of work, but they had the same same effect on them right and yeah, so those people experienced the same thing at very different like if you'd have been watching them it doesn't it like what they were doing is is very different yeah. in the amount of i guess not but not effort but just like what they actually what it was accomplished for yeah but for their actual body and what they felt like it's, it's very similar right okay yeah and so that's the that's really the beauty of it is that those two people came in there they their fitness journeys are completely different mm-hmm. but they both came in there, they sweated, um, they had a great workout and they high-fived and walked out. Yeah. And so their experience was in, in a sense, very similar. Oh, that, yeah. That. No, that is, so, that is pretty neat. So is, um, like you have, you have a set for a, is a class a certain amount of time and yeah, it's so, broken down into different workouts throughout the, the class time. Yeah. So it'd be, most classes would be an hour. So it could often start off with kind of stretching and warming up and then um how a lot of our classes are we'd start off with some strength portion so that might be um like some squatting or deadlifts or like very targeted 
um, keeping the heart rate low, but very strength oriented pieces. Mm -hmm. And then the second half of the class would be, um, so we call them Metcons. So kind of just high intensity movements. Okay. Um, so whatever that, so it might be some running in there, some rowing, biking, okay. um, and then whatever types of other pull-ups, push-ups, all this kind of stuff. Okay. Yep. But very like short and most of the workouts would range from seven to 20 minutes long. Okay. Um, so not, not super long, but very like, like hard, like going hard, mm -hmm. very kind of short, aggressive bursts of energy. So nice. that kind of be a lot of it. Yeah. So when you're leading a class and you have some new people in the, like are people joining all the time or do you have the same set of people for a, for a few weeks or something like that? Yeah. So, I mean, kind of the only require. so we, if people are wanting to join, they, they do a intro class. Okay. A yep. Personal training thing. Um, we're kind of just showing them the basic movements mm -hmm. of what they need to know. And then after that, um, they can, they can jump into any class. Okay. And yep. so they, they obviously there's a, there's a learning curve there and there's, cause it, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of different movements. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's very, it's very easy to keep it basic for people and just like, okay, just okay. for the first few weeks, like we're just going to kind of focus on this. Uh, but at the same time, still feeling that they are a part of the class and, um, yeah, learning. Okay. Yeah. Learning different movements. So are you spending more time with new people when you're leading a class or are you kind of just directing everyone or yeah, I guess, does I that mean, work for you? It, it maybe you maybe end up spending a little bit more time with them. Um, but I mean, they kind of, the foundation class is kind of to give them an idea right. of what to expect. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. So, I mean, you're a person that's been in there for a few years obviously doesn't need the same type of oversight and just in the sense that you're not worried about them messing up their back when they're going for a deadlift or something like right you, you yeah. can trust that they're going to do it somewhat properly it's maybe just finding different ways to it's maybe like smaller smaller tips that you can give them or smaller okay. ideas or just different things versus yep. person who's coming in there for the first time you just hoping that they yeah you're just making sure that they're not gonna hurt themselves yeah yeah is uh is the equipment that you need supplied by the gym or do you have to supply your own or no so all work? the equipment would be there okay nice. and yeah. i mean now with covid you kind of have your own in before oh, okay. covid we i mean people would be sharing sharing equipment gotcha. now, okay. now you have yeah. your own little own little box okay that you gotcha. work out in yep but yeah very good so CrossFit is all over, right? Is it like a franchise model or what's the, do you know that much about the business? Yeah. So it would, uh, so you just have to pay like a licensing yearly fee to be able to use the CrossFit okay. name. Yeah. If you want to use it, like if you're called CrossFit on my, yeah. you have to pay them their dues to do that. Yeah. And so they actually went through a, um, a little bit of a, there. So the guy who started it, um, made some less than ideal remarks i think i'd seen something yeah. about that in so in the news yeah. they actually ended up getting sold and bought by a new person oh okay um so which they, they certainly needed some change in there so oh okay it, it's it's been good it's, it seems like the guys yeah so it's about it and kind of good yeah because sometimes when it gets sold a business like that gets sold the vision can kind of be lost too so i was hoping that wasn't the case for it but yeah um 
and uh, is there anything that you don't like about the model or um, the idea of CrossFit? Or is it a, is it a perfect system? I don't know. I, I don't think it's I don't, obviously I don't think it's a it's a perfect system. Um, but it's it just it, it works for. I think CrossFit can be for everybody, but it's all. I mean, at the same time, it's not for everybody. It, like it's it, it it can it doesn't really matter what what you want to get out of a gym. Like it, it can be a, you can get that out of there, mm-hmm. but at the same time. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna wanna be going to the gym three to five times a week, then it's probably not the right. Like it, it needs to be something that you're very, very much like bought in a hundred percent to really so, get to really get the benefits out of it, right? Gotcha. So you're not really. It's meant for coming regularly, like a few times a week, rather than once a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you if yeah. you're just coming once a week, there's there's not a lot of benefit in that like you're gonna just as far as learning movements and really getting really making the progress that you want to make yeah um so that's so it is it can be for everybody but it it also needs to if you're if it's something you want to do like you need to buy in it's like all right i'm gonna Mm -hmm. do this and make a make an effort to do that that. makes sense for uh someone to be a member is it comparable in price to other gyms or is it so no, it's like it's it's quite a bit more. Okay. But yep. what? I, so I if I if you always break if you break it down, then you like you're but you are you're getting a essentially a personal trainer. Like you're getting somebody right. who is gonna make sure you're lifting things properly. You're getting somebody who's gonna you can ask questions about mm-hmm. nutrition and like get get proper coaching that way. And you're getting to do it with a a group of people and like that are all there and kind of cheering cheering yeah. each other on which is which is a lot of value there so it's if you just take it at at face value it seems like you're, you're paying way more but if you, yeah but if but a lot of, if you're whatever you're paying your x amount a month to go to that gym and you're only going a few times versus if you're going to a crossfit gym and you're actually you're actually going yeah regularly on a weekly basis and if you'd be paying for a personal trainer at a yeah. regular gym too, you'd be paying exactly. a lot more than just the membership yeah. fee too. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But I so my my thing there is if you if you are the type of person that is is self motivated, I hear back the word motivated, but yeah. like can can or wants to do the work of finding workouts and understands all that, then mm-hmm. then there's I mean you you are kind of better off just to maybe do it on your own and mm-hmm. have that like because there's and I don't, I don't discourage people like that. Right. Well, that's it, anything, right? You can learn most things on yeah. your own if you're dedicated to it and, and really want to. So I guess it's the same with, with working out and fitness too. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Thanks for, uh, for educating me on a little <laughs> bit more on, uh, on what it is. I, yeah, I, I learned a lot just in the last few minutes that, um, that's about what it is. And like I said, I, I had a few impressions of it from hearing things or like social media or even in even in the um there's there's kind of a perception in maybe the media or that kind of thing that like what i was saying that it's it's just people that that work out like crazy and and are it's almost the perceptions given that people that work out too much are at a crossfit gym yeah but that, that's great to hear that it's it's for everyone and set up for that so. I th- and i think a little bit in the beginning so crossfit kind of the 
their whole thing is like we're we're not going to be ex- or experts on our everyday expertise. We're not going to be experts at anything, but we're going to try to be really good at a lot of things, right? So okay. whether that's yep. like like we're never the crosser is never going to be the strongest weightlifter or best gymnastics person or gotcha. best swimmer yep. or best runner or biker, but they're going to be able to do a lot of those things and do them fairly well. Yeah. So I think that's maybe people or maybe where people kind of like to take a shot at CrossFit was like, oh, the way they weight lift or the way they do things is like, oh, they kind of just do it. They're not maybe like, they're not taking it very like seriously or properly gotcha. yep. or the runners there. Or, so it's kind of, they just, CrossFit just kind of grabbed a bunch of different right. types of exercises from a whole bunch of different people or like different types of groups yeah. of people and kind of brought them together and made it. So I think a lot of people that were professionals or experts in those um, things kind of like looked in and like, okay, as a, as an expert weightlifter, like, okay, that's not, and they probably has, there's probably some truth in that, but it's yeah. kind of just nitpicking. Right. On. Cause it's not what they're focused on. Yeah. Necessarily. Yeah. So, so does it actually come from like the idea of cross training? Is that where the name comes from? Or yeah, not? I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess just, I don't, I don't actually know a hundred percent there. That's kind I, of what I've always associated would, yeah. it with, but, um, but I didn't know if that's kind of what, what it was built around, but the way you were describing it is kind of what it sounds like. Like don't just run, do some biking and some lifting or other things as well. So yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes good sense. Anything else you wanted to say on CrossFit before I ask you some questions about golf yet before we I think finish that, here? I think that covers it. All right. So you've, uh, for the last number of years, I know that you've been quite interested in golf and um, went to school, like you said, to um, to learn a little bit more about the business of it and um, that kind of thing. And you also talked a little bit about what attracted it, you to it. So like you like to, it's, it's easy to measure how well you're doing it's quantifiable um so what are some of the the skills what are some of the things that are needed to to be a good golfer i mean i guess i guess the first thing that comes to mind is is patience um being able to i mean like it's easy to see it's easy to see results come Mm -hmm. but it's also being patient like with being able to spend time I'm just like any skill, like being, yeah. you, you do need to put in quite a bit of time working on that. Um, and it is nice that you can work on it on your own, but at the same time, like the idea of going and spending an hour or two on the driving range isn't maybe the most appealing thing to a lot of people. Right. Um, but I, I think ultimately, like the biggest thing to be a good golfer is just, is having a strong mind. And I like, I think it's just like really, when you look at, professional golfers mm-hmm. it's that idea of just like such short memory of things is 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 when you hit a bad shot is being able to just all right that's fine that was just a bad shot and your next swing is not thinking about that where a lot of us golfers we whatever we had a three foot birdie putt and we missed it and then we are so upset about that we missed the next one and so we end up making a bogey and then we go to the next tee and we're still thinking about right. that three foot birdie putt that we should have hit. And then we hit the next one into the water versus, all right, you hit, you hit a bad putt, make the next putt. It's okay. Going yeah. up to the next tee like that. That's completely in the past and just moving on. And so 
I'd say the biggest thing with recreational golfers is not is not being able to move on from a bad shot. We just huh, are stuck yeah. dwelling on that shot and upset that which we you should have made that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you can't change it now and so just move on and figure out how to make the next good swing. Do you still struggle with that or have you gotten better at, at being able to move on from I think I've got better at it. I still yeah. I mean I think I, I'm not great, not great at that. Like I still, yeah. still but it's it, it, even, even it just be something you're thinking about and like conscious about. It. Like okay, and I heard a, I heard a good quote from a guy. Uh, he plays on the PJ tour. He said, "It's okay to be mad on the golf course. Just don't ever be negative." And so it's like it's okay to all right. You can get all right. I I'm upset. I should have should have made that swing. But don't like don't get negative about your golf game. Like don't start. Okay, yep. Which I mean maybe it's a good thing in life too, right? Like don't start. Don't get down on yourself. Like don't, don't mm-hmm. like I'm not. I'm fine. Like I'm a good golfer. Like I mean, you, you just you, even just what you tell yourself is like a lot on how you're gonna how you're gonna play. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good, that's a good thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have uh, any specific advice? And uh, maybe some of the things you've been saying already have been following that. But um, any advice here in the last few minutes to to give to those that are wanting to improve their golf game? Well. I, the biggest one don't like if you're not if you're not going to be practicing and going out all the time like don't don't take yourself too seriously <laughs> just <laughs> make sure and just and i'd say just make sure you're golfing with people that are having fun with it and that don't mm-hmm. make golf seem like a chore like you go with some people and it just like okay you're you're, you're not that great of golfer but yet you're acting like you should be shooting 600 par every time you play or whatever right and so just just golfing with people that have fun with it and mm-hmm. and so i'd say yeah just if you if you want to get better at golf like play with play with people that enjoy the game and that can that you can kind of watch and learn from yeah no, that makes good sense and i've i feel like uh some of the things that you're saying here are um are yeah it's like a good reminder of of why I don't enjoy golf. So I'll, I'll be honest here. You know that, you know that about me, but it's like, so you need patience. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's, um, but no, I think, I think what I, what I realized, I, I like, I think it's an amazing game. Like I don't get me wrong. I, I uh, really enjoy watching it and would love to be good at it. But, um, I think what I realized is I was too hard on myself. And so I wasn't enjoying it and I wasn't willing to, to put in the work to like, I didn't have time or the energy to to get good at it and so realized i'm actually just better off by by not playing and i'll go out occasionally but but it's not something that that um i'm looking to do but but no i think it's it's great when people enjoy it and it's a it's a great thing to do so no that's a that's great um yeah thanks for the things you shared is there anything else that you were wanting to say before we wrap it up yeah no i think I mean, I, I know we mentioned in the beginning just about, I mean, I do like, I do credit a lot of this stuff and just even like, deve- or like developing, like wanting to be competitive or like sports and everything. Like I, I have very fond memories of like all the things that we, we did with you, Ricky and Trent and Logan, like all the sports that we play mm-hmm. and very much kind of fostered into wanting to be active and all those types of things. So. Yeah. And, uh, I've been impressed with the way that you've just taken that and, and run with it and learned to, to get better, learned how to, 
how to improve your your fitness your um different sports and that kind of thing so keep it up and keep encouraging other people in it so it's awesome thanks a lot for with what uh, you shared here today thanks all thank you everyone for listening and thank you anthony for sharing your knowledge with us i really enjoyed chatting with anthony about fitness and learning more about crossfit I really liked the encouragement that he gave to make fitness a regular part of my life and not just wait for the times that I'm feeling motivated to go and work out. So thank you, Anthony, for sharing those tips and things with us. I'd love to have you connect with the show. You can send me an email at contacteverydayexpertise.ca or comment or check out the posts that we make on the different social media platforms. If you'd like show notes or would like to f- find out more about the podcast, then go to the website, everydayexpertise.ca. That's all for now. Join me again next week to learn from the expertise of everyday people.